I asked Jim if he would play that song or have us sing that song tonight, Open the Eyes of My Heart, because I think it's a fitting song for this text in particular, the story of the road to Emmaus and those whose eyes were closed. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, we want to see you. It's my hope this night and in this Easter season that our eyes might be opened, that we might recognize signs of the resurrection all around us. Every time I hear this story, I'm surprised that they didn't recognize him. How could that be? Were they blind? Were they so overcome with grief that they couldn't see who was right in front of them? Maybe like me, they needed new glasses, like the ones I'm wearing tonight, to have their eyes open so that they could see that Jesus was right there with him and with them. Luke tells us that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now why, we don't know. We're not told. Luke doesn't reveal the reason, but in some way God has acted here to keep them from seeing Jesus Their sojourn continues even though they were unaware of who they were walking with. And Jesus makes no direct effort to straighten things out. He seems perfectly okay to let everything happen the way it does. He listens as they fill him in with the details of the last few days, information that he knows intimately well. They describe the important events of his arrest and crucifixion. They tell him the story of hopes dashed and dreams unfulfilled. The story they tell is the story of countless martyrs for justice and liberation. It's a story told countless times since then. It's the story of Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi, Oscar Romero, Dorothy Cazell, and Mara Clark. It's the story of anyone who has given their life for the greater cause of God's love in the world. For us to speak of them is to speak of Jesus the Nazarene. The disciples, in telling their story, come across defeated and overcome. And Jesus, knowing that, does an interesting thing for them. He begins to interpret the Scriptures. It was Scripture they, no doubt, knew quite well themselves. He recounts for them their own salvation story, speaking of Moses and the prophets, and interpreting to them the things about himself. He places the events of the past few days of their lives in the larger context of what God had done before, and of what God was doing even in that moment But apparently that was not enough either. Not only were they blind, they were deaf. They were hard of hearing. Even as he told the story, they couldn't see themselves in it or recognize the one before them. It's not until the intimate experience of breaking bread together that their eyes were opened and the presence of the risen Christ before them understood They had to do something very ordinary together to reveal the extraordinary. Hospitality is a key element of our life here at Richmond Hill. 
We break bread together weekly around this table and then we go down the hall and we eat together in the refectory. It can't be overemphasized how important that is for the nourishment of our lives. And when it's done out of love and faith, it can be transformational. It is transformational. Greeting one another, welcoming each other as Christ in our midst, conversing together around the table. It's life-giving on multiple levels. And it mustn't be taken for granted, even though it's often taken for granted. We're reminded again of the importance of hospitality here in this story. Of those who walked with Jesus on the road, didn't see, didn't hear, until Jesus picked up the bread and broke it before them. It's not until the bread was broken that the disciples knew it was Jesus with them. Their understanding of God's faithfulness and the potential for change that God offers shifted in that very moment. It wasn't that they received special powers or the ability to perform great signs. Instead, they experienced firsthand the fulfillment of their salvation. They realized in that moment that the risen one was before them, promised for them and for the world. In the words of Maria Teresa de Villa, commentator on this particular text, the truth of the resurrection empowered them to proclaim the liberation of the Spirit, to speak the truth about God's will for life and reconciliation for those who suffer unjustly. A burning heart, enlivened for the resurrection, received in the intimacy and hospitality of the breaking of bread with others, is the gift that they would pass along. It was in that moment that they recognized him. And then just as quickly as recognizing him, he was gone. The encounter was over. The experience had come to an end. It always seems to be that way. Ephemeral moments are always short-lived. Experiences like that are elusive and fleeting. They happen on the edge of our awareness and our perception. And we can't hold on to them. It's like the nuns in The Sound of Music who sang, How can you catch a moonbeam in your hand? And how do you hold a wave upon the sand? The mystery of transcendence is always transitory. But in this story, that was enough. That brief moment was enough for them to eagerly go and share what had happened. I imagine that they couldn't contain themselves. Their despair had been turned into joy. Jesus was revealed to them and they had to reveal that good news to others. They were changed in that moment, certain from then on that God was alive. They came to their senses and they had to respond. And so they turned around and they went back to Jerusalem to tell the others and to be with those who shared the excitement and joy of what God had done and what God was doing in that moment for them. Tonight, we're invited to come to our senses again, too, to wake up. We needn't be blind or dumb or lame any longer. The Easter season offers us a chance again and again to feel life full on, and to know what God, to know that God is in it with us, 
that not even death can prevent us from experiencing God's love. Christ rose to show us God cares and that God has the final word. Not only is that good news, it suggests that reality is good too. Even though much of it is hard and demanding, the resurrection reminds us that God is in our suffering and that God seeks to overcome even the most difficult circumstances. When all seems lost, Easter brings everything into the light. In the face of a world rocked by violence and war and the threat of more of it, Easter says there is another way. In the face of disasters, both natural and man-made, that rip apart human lives and communities, Easter says resurrection is possible. In the face of hard truths that too many in this world are hungry and homeless and alone, Easter says it needn't stay that way. It mustn't stay that way. God has the final word. The mocking, the insults, the torture and abuse that surrounded the cross are not the end of the story. Death is overcome with life. And we are the recipients of that good news again tonight. And so the question for us is, what are we going to do with that good news? Will we allow ourselves and our lives to be untouched and unmoved by what has been revealed? Or will we look like those on the road to Emmaus turn and run back into the city where the people are to bear witness to the truth of God's love and become participants in the Easter story ourselves. If our eyes have been opened and our ears have heard, we will joyfully join in and participate in the redemptive work of God. We will be reconcilers when we see humanity divided by race, class, or creed. We'll be healers when we see lives broken, afraid, and threatened by harm. We will be generous hosts to those who are hungry, overwhelmed, and in need of rest. We will be good company to the lost, the tired, the lonely, and afraid. We'll be caretakers of God's creation, knowing that our very lives depend on the interdependence of everything that God has made. We're Easter people. And that means trusting and living in the love of God. A love that chooses life and brings light and works for justice in all times and places, including right here in metropolitan Richmond. The Easter story is not the end, it's the beginning. There's life after death. What was lost is found. What was taken is given. What went unrecognized is now clear. The mute speak, the maimed are made whole, the lame walk, and the blind see. Thanks be to God. Tonight, God is revealed yet again in the Emmaus Road story and in the breaking of bread. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good and that God's love endures forever. For God is here, Christ is risen indeed. May our lives bear witness to what we know in our hearts to be true. Amen.